This is She Said, He Said, hosted by Sin Wright and F. Christopher Blue, where she talks, he talks, she listens, he listens, and their points and perspectives are shared with others, as well as others contribute to the conversation as well. She Said, He Said, a series available on a More Than Therapy podcast. And welcome to another episode of She Said, He Said, where women come first. Mercedes, do your thing. Okay, everybody. So last week, we actually had quite a few guests on. Um, and the topic last week, we addressed mental health in the Black community for men. Some of the things they go through, trials and tribulations on a daily basis, um, institutionalized racism, blatant racism, whatever you know you want to call it. And now this is part two, and we'd like to redirect that towards women, um, because as Black women in this country, um, it's not a secret that this country was definitely built on the backs of Black women, of, of course, slaves in general, but especially Black women. To this day, we still cater to everybody um, in a way that honestly could be unhealthy to our own mental state. So that's what today is about. And so um, just to start off the topic, last week when we were addressing the men, there were a couple of things that I you know, pointed out when it came down to some of the trials and tribulations they have to face, whether it be just really walking out the door. And that's all of us. That's men and women, Black men and women. But really, I feel like men are a direct target of, especially targeted by other males of other races for some reason, almost like they're, I don't know what type of persona Black men put off, which they really don't bother nobody, but for some reason, people target them. Even if it's something like, I guess big and black is a negative here. But so just to redirect that, um, to kind of address some of the things that we face on a daily basis is what today is about. So I'm gonna start off by starting with the most um, blatant type of, I guess, thing that we deal with as women. And it's really other races of people emulating who we are. They take our hair, they emulate our voice, they try to, I don't know, it's just so many different things. And as a woman, and Deb, I'm going to actually ask you this question. As a woman, when you see other races trying to really become who we are or personify that they are, which I know there's no such thing, it shouldn't be a such thing as someone acting Black or acting a certain particular race. But how, I, and I'll share my feelings on how it makes me feel. How does it make you feel when society pretty much, I mean, we're the blueprint. How does that mm-hmm. make you feel? So do you mean in reference to if I see like a white girl acting black or with weave in her head or mm-hmm. what do you mean? More or less. Yeah, more or less like the outer appearance. But sometimes it's, it's a little bit more than just braids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, now, go ahead. No, I was about to say, like, um, even everything down to our Black men and everything else is it, it, okay. real deep-seated. So, when it comes to outer, outer appearance, when I see it, it's kind of like, hmm, okay. I don't say anything because I'm one of those people that everybody's their own person. You're going to do what you want to do, Black, white, blue, or green. Who am I to say what you can and can't do? I know what I do. Who's to say the way some people are raised. Like, I, right. um, 
And just um, example, I follow a girl on TikTok. She's a white girl. She was raised by a black family. So that's what she knows. So she gets a lot of backlash sometimes because, oh, you're trying to act black. Right. I was raised. So you don't really, when you see someone and you don't know them, you don't really know their story. So you can't just judge off of right. what. So I'm just like, I'll see it. And I might say, my, say to myself, like, okay, do you? But when I see other races without Black men, stuff like that just doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me because what's for me or who's for me is going to be for me. I don't right. feel like, oh, because Becky Sue is dating Jaquan. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to be sad. Like, I don't feel like that. It, it doesn't make me feel that way. Okay, so for me, I'm not against interracial dating mm-hmm. by any means. But what does bother me is um being a black woman is when our black men tear us down to make another woman feel superior yeah now a real white woman asian woman hispanic woman or whatever would not fuck with a nigga if he has that type of mindset Mm -hmm. so speaking of i follow this girl also on tiktok she's a white girl she has black kids and she she made a video one time and she was like i would never deal with a man of any race that would put down another woman based on her skin color period Mm. But all the women ain't like that. They feel a superiority level like some way, them. somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, I got yours. He didn't want y'all black asses. My because, white ass got uh-huh. Because it's Jaquan, Jaquan, oh, all black girls got attitudes and that, it's them kinds. Yeah. Y'all can but, have their asses. But, you know, the crazy part, all women have some sort of an attitude. It's just like, I guess they 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 find it. Um, I hate that word exotic. I hate that word because they only use it when trying to tell the difference between the domestic black woman that they were raised by, aunties, sisters, baby mamas, or whomever, when they decide to switch over to another race of woman. Right. Um, that doesn't necessarily make her exotic, honey. That that thing just because she speaks Spanish don't mean nothing. She's from down the street. She's from the same hood we from. So. Her Definitely mindset hard. is probably the same. And then also, what Bob, and, and this, is, this is something that I absolutely hate. This, and, and I, I, hate is a strong word. When, let's, let's just talk about like when black men get with Hispanic women, they tend to find it cute when she's speaking another language, cuss them out, call him a dumb effing nigga in his face, but he don't understand the language. The so he saying? think it's cute. But when we say it flat out in English that he was born and raised to know, we ignorant, we stupid, we everything else. It may, it's exotic because her tongue is different. Are you serious? That's what I absolutely hate. Do whatever you want to. Be with whoever you want to be. But I mean, you don't do you have want to... me to say it, sexy? You dumb, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, how Boom. you want me to say it? All of that. You want me to water through my tongue when I say it? Like, right. what you want me to do? And, I, and I'll be sitting here like, what? Like, are you for real? And they said it just sound better rolling off the tongue. I said, she still call you a dumb effing nigga. So what is you saying? Right. So it's, it's it's one of those things, like, I guess you just want to be put down in a different language. In a different language. Right. So that's one thing that I do hate. Um, one thing that does bother me, so this is a different issue that does bother me um, as a Black woman is, um, aside from him 
putting black women, a black man putting black women down, they'll put them down as if they didn't come from the womb of a black woman. Like, did you forget your mama black? Did mm-hmm. you forget your aunties, your grandma, and everybody else black? That actually bothers me mentally. It ain't even got to be my business. It's just frustrating because while you're putting down the same race of woman that literally gave birth to you, the rest of society don't see you as nothing more than the same thing that gave birth to you. You a black motherfucking man, and that's period. That's period. that's it. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's almost like you feel like they put they put down what raised them and gave life to them, only to really be looked at by society as nothing more than the what same thing. Mm-hmm. So are. that that's bothersome to me. It actually makes me feel kind of sorry for them in a sense. But on like, the flip how side, do you interact with your fa- like you said, how do you interact with your family? So your sisters are black. Your, like you said, your cousins, do you not go to family reunions? Do you, do you bring your exotic girlfriend, wife, whatever she is, to family reunions? Does she come to the cookout? Because they, they probably don't like all that. I know your black ass ain't come to no cookout. They probably bring her, but um, she might not be able to take all that seasoned food unless she's Hispanic, but yeah. That's, and, 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 and not being a negative Nancy here, but, um, and this is not to bash black men or anything. This, these are just some of the things that we deal with as black women. Just like on the flip side, there are some ignorant black women out there who put down black men too. Mm-hmm. Like black men, I, it was this one little girl, she went viral for talking crap about black men, but she's on the black men are dirty, they ugly, they ghetto, they this, that, that, and the third. I was like, girl, how many black men have you been around? Because every last black man I know has some level of education and common sense. All of them look good. So what are you mm-hmm. saying? Like, who have you been around? And she chooses these white men who literally don't want her. Like, she'll make videos and put them on social media. And one of them told her, um, she, I think she asked a question just to see what would happen. She was like, so when are we going to make it official? He was like, never. Like, he's like, I'm just here for because sex. Because you and dumb. He literally told her that he was just here for sex. And that was the end of the TikTok. I was like, is this for real? <laughs> and it was real. That's just that, but that's what she wants. That's what she prefers because black men are ghetto and dirty and uneducated. So she ignorant. And she's dumb. black. She's a that, no, she's ignorant and dumb. And then that, that she's she's an African. Her mama from Africa. I was like, oh god, you are from the motherland with you, the audacity. You you over there over there. You like fussy black. And well, see the thing is, her mama moved here like about twenty years ago, and um, she about twenty four years old. But she moved here a long time ago, so she was born in Africa. So, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you were born in a place where you definitely saw a lot of black faces. She lives in, I, I want to say Detroit. So she's from a city where there are a lot of black faces. So where do you get this mindset that black people are trash and white people aren't? So I don't know. what do you see when you look in the mirror? Do you look in the mirror and see trash? That's, that's, the, that's the one thing that I would, you know, definitely would love to ask someone with her mindset not necessarily her like does it make you feel more superior to look at your black skin knowing that you only associate with those of other races and disassociate with your own i would really like to know that blue did you just i know y'all see this picture (laughs) like am i confused because it just threw me off We need to talk about him too with his ooh. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Oh. Now, we're talking about. It's so many things to talk about when it comes to this nigga. 
we talked about him on 360, but I think he said, she said is the perfect place for this. So now as we're talking about black women and the things that they go through, including relationships, we hadn't gotten that far yet because black women do endure a lot when it comes down to relationships. And yes, she got the ring, but not only did he lie in his original video, when he first confessed, he was like, oh, that happened in a past marriage. There wasn't this one. He told a blatant lie in that first video. He acted as if that story was old and the side chick was from 10, 15 years ago. He really did. Then he comes out with a video of her on the couch. I said, no. Hold your hand like this. No, he Have you seen his video where he talked about himself in third person? Yes, and he and then he said he was gonna do it, girl. He was sitting in the car, so somebody wanted me to to react to this video. So I'm gonna speak in third person. I'm like, you saying shit? Narcissist. I look at him in a total different light now. I actually used to when like I don't get me wrong. I never really trusted a lot of the shit he said, but when when he would actually say shit that made sense, I was like, okay, you got a little common sense. It on made you. sense. Yeah, he, he wasn't the worst person to get advice from, but to know that he wasn't following his own advice, he tore apart but, R. Kelly, he tore apart, um, who else? Uh, Steve Harvey, uh, who else he tore apart? Anybody that pastor, went to it, But here's the thing. It's a lot of people out here that can give you some good advice, but they don't take it for themselves. He's just yeah. one of them. You can't say if you've ever listened to a lot of his videos like you. I'm pretty sure you have because I have. Yeah. Like you said, he makes sense. He speaks a lot of truth in the videos. That he just not living by what he said. So yeah, it's it like a do as I say, not as I you do. You know better. You do better. You know better. You just choose not to do better because you still want to be out here cheating. Right. It's like do as I say, not as I do. Like. And and that that type of mindset, that's actually I, I don't know what to call that, but that's definitely um I would say narcissistic. I don't know yeah, anything else. To put he's to a it. meme. He's on the meme that says that do it if yeah. do what I say and not what I do was the person and they had a yeah because cause that's exactly how he is and <laughs> it's actually kind of it's actually kind of sad sad because when it comes down to the wife, that's the first one that got to the public. She just okay, so she started making a few videos of her own. And in those videos, it was always biblical. I was like, well, baby, I ain't trying to be funny. If you believe in God, God saw him cheating. So, and it happened and you're putting it in the hands of God for what? Like, I'm not trying to be funny. You need to make your decision as a human being mm-hmm. and decide whether you want to be with that man or not. Stop yeah. making these dumbass videos. Stop letting this nigga drag you by your eyelashes and figure it out because he but really just... A clip where she was um, she said, "Fucking, you ain't that Christian." Cause yeah. it caught her off guard. Cause he was, she was talking about him fucking bitches in their bed. And he did. Can I cuss on, can I cuss on him? Cause y'all, yeah, yeah. Like, we definitely cuss on. Him. <laughs> you know, my man get a little. I can get there. But he was. She was about to say something about fucking bitches, and yeah. it caught. She caught herself, and she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry for my language." No, you mad? Cause your she husband got caught cheating. And now the whole world know that your husband been out here lying. And she's rightfully mad. She, she yeah. has every right to be upset. And the crazy part about the whole situation is that he won everything that he said. It was almost like a justification for what he did. Mm-hmm. And But he would follow up. Well, I'm not trying to, uh, like, I think he says on the long lines of, I'm not justifying what happened, but 
I'm justifying what oh, happened. What happened. Uh-huh. And it was so frustrating to listen to him talk because he literally, he just sounded like he was lying the whole time. And I'm just he like. He made excuses for himself. He made excuses like he was one of his homeboys. Oh, that right. nigga, he loved her. But you know, every now and then, yeah, no. Mm-mm. It, it just sounded yeah. good to get your dick wet for right quick. See, the thing is, if the tables were turned, he would have a stroke, honey. Look at a stroke. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> obviously, he blew that head about to have a heart attack because I keep like, every time I see, he just keep reacting to what I say. <laughs> oh, sin, bring her back, bring her back. She got to do every episode. <laughs> he was like, she, she, she put her time out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring her back. She got to come on every episode. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually did her and um, L'Oreal. L'Oreal. Yeah, L'Oreal. I did her, their podcast a couple weeks ago. I call her Low Honey. I, Low, yeah. I don't even know if I was introduced as her, with her real she name. She probably wasn't because she my cousin. That's what we know her as and that's what I call yeah. her by. Yeah, and they have a podcast called Loose Lips. Mm-hmm. And I will send you guys the link. It was so an amazing like, episode. Cootie cootie lips. I mean, what is loose no, lips? No, loose, loose lips. lips like on your mouth. Now, like, what like, I can tell no you is that listen, <laughs> these shows go left. So be prepared whenever you when you listen to the show. Make sure you got a good, good screensaver. Okay, you need to protect yourself at all times. Put your seatbelt on because it's all gas, no brakes on the show. Okay, ain't no telling that- what might come up or come out. That was it's a good cool. podcast. We, we used to be like that back in the day. We're gonna get back to that. <laughs> that was a good episode. We used to it be was. like that on 360 for real. Listen, Three. do you know how many conversations I done had with people about me and L'Oreal List? <laughs> yeah, well, I loved y'all podcast. I had a blast. So I'm glad you gotta come back. I will. Just let me know when, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I find that women have a lot of mental health issues related to the stressors they have in their life, not based on media, but based on their everyday, day-to-day, being uh, the sole financial responsibility person in their households, taking care of their children without the benefit of their children's father in a lot of incidents, or not adequately by the children's fathers, that they put so much on their plate and never take time out for themselves, so not addressing their own wellness their own their own state of being, you know what I'm saying? Right. Not taking their spa day, not getting their nails done, not getting their hair done. Just the rigmarole of going to work and coming home and taking care of their children, helping little Malik and Daikishia with their homework and shit. And then, you know, right. putting them to bed and being so dead tired after doing so, just laying in bed. You dig what I'm saying? Right. right. Living vicariously, living vicariously through um loving hip hop and Real housewives, not even having a life of their own. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, I definitely and, understand that because I actually, me, myself, personally, I think life hit me hard last year. December, I I literally, that morning I got up, I didn't really feel right. I felt off that morning when I woke up. I just felt like something went right. But I had to go to the DMV because I had lost my license. And I was sitting in the DMV like, Lord, please just let me get this DMV. Because I felt like everything was just like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." and I was like, oh, God, okay. And it's like, I got home before work. And it was like, it was dragging me. Like, my body just felt heavy. Like, I literally felt heavy. Like, I couldn't even sit up and hold my body up to clock in to work. Like, my mind was just like, because work had been crazy. We had people out that were sick. 
a lot of stuff changed at my job. We get calls. You don't know what you're going to get when people come. It was just like, ah. And I literally had a patient on the phone and I just broke down into tears. Like, couldn't talk. I called my supervisor. Nobody was answering. So I ended up having to call one of my friends. Like, I just couldn't pull it together. I literally had a panic attack on the phone because I was so stressed out with just everything that was going on in my life at that time. And it was heavy. And I end up, I was out of work pretty much all of December. All of December. Because I got, I'm back. You got to take a mental day. Like, I literally, like, it was apart. Couldn't process nothing. I've been there. And um, you got to take a mental day. Um, I learned a long time ago, like, once, when you feel overwhelmed, it's not as, as much as we would like to keep pushing and keep going. It's not okay to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so every other week, my kids are with their dad. I literally take that time to go somewhere. Even mm-hmm. if I have to work during that week, on that weekend, I'm going somewhere. Yeah. So you have to. If you don't, you you will crack and break. So I moved here to Charlotte. Backstory for me. I moved here to Charlotte. We've been here six years. I think about six years. I'm talking to my daughter. I've been in Charlotte for about six years after being in a relationship with my son's father for about seven. Fresh start. The only person that lives here is my sister, but we're not really close. So it's really just me. The only family that I have here are friends that I've made since I've been here. And um, my daughter just turned 16. My son will be 13 in July. And my daughter's dad is disabled. My son, daddy... He, he able, but he ain't. And it gets hard trying to carry everything for everybody. Like, I'm so thankful for my mom because sometimes I don't know what I would do. Like, she's, that's, that's my baby daddy. My mom is my baby daddy. <laughs> like, because she has helped me out so much. I think my daughter's dad, his accident happened right before my son's first birthday. So that was heavy. It's heavy for it was heavy for me because okay, I'm trying to figure this all out. But then as she's getting older, it's heavy for her because she's missing out on a lot of stuff. Right. Like, so it it it, it gets hard, it gets rough. And it's like after going through all of that with my daughter's dad and my son's dad, uh, we were together at the time. I figured that you see what I was going through with her, you would have did me the way that you're doing me now. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and it's hard sometimes as a single parent. Um, mm-hmm. My kid's dad, he's definitely there. Um, mm-hmm. He's very active, but it's still overwhelming sometimes mm-hmm. because I don't have a male figure in the house. I, it's just me. Everything financially. I actually had to explain it to him one day and it was something simple. I said, well, I, I needed him to split something with me, which again, typically when I break something down to him, he'll do it. You know, yeah. like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. I said, one thing you got to understand, I said, no matter how much money I make, no matter how many side hustles I have, no matter what I do, it's still only one income in this household. And I said, when I come to you, because he he's in a new relationship and everything like that, and I don't know if they get married or not, I don't know what they're doing over there. But the point is, he has another, they have another income uh-huh. in the household. 
when them five kids come back home to me or when his other child go back home to the other baby mama, whatever situation may be, it's just them two. It's a total different story in this house. It is consistently and persistently always me. So when I ask you to do something, if it's $100, I ask you for 50. Give me I, 50. I'm not, I'm not, Matter of fact, you can give me 75. Like do something. So, right. And today, and I don't ask for much. Today, I, I'm the one that take the boys to get their hair cut only because the other barber that he had was, was ridiculous. She was just all, either always booked or never around. I ain't had time for that. Mm-hmm. So I went to the barber that they had prior to and um, I, I hit him up. I was like, I said, hey, can you pay for one of the boys' haircut today? I said, just send me $20. He said, well, how much is it? I said, well, you know, 40 plus a tip, typically 45. He sent me 50. That's all I asked right. for. That's so simple. I don't ask for much. So he paid for the boys' haircut and um and some snacks while they sit there because I gave the barber 45 and other five with the snacks or <laughs> whatever. So just I a little something like easy. that. I wish right. it was that easy. My son is at, I'm actually sending him back into the building and his dad asked me if he needed anything. You wanna go ahead? I'm sorry, I'm not doing the topic. She my little mini helper. <laughs> Look, she waved. <laughs> but um I was like, well, he's going back into the building. He hasn't been in the building, so he's gonna he's in a charter school, so he has uniforms. Okay, okay. I said he's probably gonna need new pants. I'll go grab him some shirts because he has to get his shirts because they have to have the logo on. Okay, well, I'll grab him some pants. That's what he said. Like three days later. Oh, well, I couldn't find no pants. They're khakis. So I'm confused at how you couldn't find khakis. Especially when the majority of kids ain't even in school across the country right now. Uniforms haven't been bought like that. They literally sitting on shelves for pennies. Right. So then it was, well, do you got cash app? I was like, yeah, well, I'm just cash app you the money. I didn't wait on it. His girlfriend, me and her talk uh, on the regular, and she had <laughs> blue. <laughs> She was like, well, she and she always asked, well, do he need anything? Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, his daddy told me he was getting him the khakis, but he said he couldn't find none. She was like, he couldn't find what? And I said, the khakis. khakis. He couldn't find khaki pants. I said, that's what he said. He probably didn't go look. Saturday, he called me and was like, hey, what size he wear? Which was even worse because my son was with him. Why didn't you just take him with you to try him on? Whatever. I saw, but he ended up getting him the pants. But Jesus, be offense, sir. Why do we have to go through all of this? I don't really well, ask you. you know. Like right, I don't you know. Ask, I don't ask you to do anything. Let's just be realistic. I don't ask him for anything because at the end of the day, I feel like I shouldn't have to ask you for it. You know what it takes to raise a kid. You have two kids that live in the home with you and your girlfriend because y'all have two more. You had two more children after we separated. So you know what it takes to raise children. Why should I have to yeah. tell you or ask you for anything? Because you, we were together for seven years. Right. right. I brought a daughter into the situation. You brought a daughter into the situation. Then we had our son. But again, us being the black women that we are, he didn't have to do much when we were together. Like he never had to do anything. That's I a problem. I cooked the dinner. I did all the shopping. I did all of this. I did all of that. So when me and her have conversations, I used to tell her like, he don't know how to do it. Right. He never had to do it. I guarantee he knows how to. 
or at least how to try. But a lot of times, just like when I was married, you kind of pat them on the ass and hold them by the hand through everything. And they don't, it's almost like you become their mama. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I was willing to do. I needed a partner. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I'm not saying a lot of black men, a lot of men in general don't know how to, because I truly believe that the majority of men do know how to be a support system. I truly do. It's just the ones that we either be picking or attracting that mm-hmm. just ain't shit. And I had and I had to blame myself for some of the bad situations I was in or or terrible relationships I ended up in. You can't always blame it on the man. Now, not your situation. I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, no, no, like no. for like for example, um, like as far as my baby daddy goes, like we got a lot of kids. We was together for six years. You know, every probably like three months, if that long, these kids are bust up some shoes. You know, they need shoes. You know, Mm -hmm. easily that's a $400 store run. I shouldn't have to ask you for $200. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. So, and I'm not, I don't be buying no expensive shoes, girl. I be trying to buy shoes. Listen, girl, his his will always... And now that's what pisses me off. I tell him all the time, I feel like you worry about the physical shit, the material shit, when you need to be worried about a whole lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. You dress okay. him in that country shit, I will sure will take my ass to Walmart. I sure Ain't wrong with they clothes. And if I find something in Family Dollar, he gonna get that too. If it's if it's cute and it go on their back, I don't give a damn where I get it from as long as it fit and look good on them. That's it. I'm because not into I that can't wait around you. He needs stuff. You don't see stuff when you say you're going to send it. You don't do what you say you're going to do. I need shit now. So I'm going to get what I can afford and we're going to keep it moving. And I it's don't dress to expensive and top dollar. Guess what? I won't be buying these kids expensive and top dollar. It's right. and, and it's mentally draining just as a woman to even go to. I don't. The idea of going to ask somebody for something it's literally like, makes me cringe. I don't like asking nobody for nothing. It makes me want to puke. So if I actually come to you. And the stress, the anguish, the impact it has on women manifests itself in different ways. They could could be more isolated and withdrawn. Mm -hmm. Not take care of themselves like they used to. Just looking raggy for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Gaining weight and not even feeling comfortable with themselves. You know, self-esteem issues. You know what I mean? anxiety and depression maybe substance use like drinking more or smoking more or having maladaptive relationships dealing with people they ain't got no business dealing with you know that nigga ain't shit why 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 you know what i'm saying and but once the kids are in the situation and even if you get out of the relationship there's still some part of a relationship there where you the kids still have to deal with their daddy and everything else so it's kind of hard to break that it's going to be left up to the kids to see truly what their dad is about. Because mm-hmm. at that point, the only thing I can do is present to you your children because legally they're yours. You got to spend time with them or you can if you're not a deadbeat. But on the flip side of it, they got to see who, see who you are as far as your personality and all that goes. So I can't really, like my kids, like my baby dad ain't the worst, but there are definitely some things that I'd be like, dude. And the kids, like, well, let's real quick. I'm going to visit this and I don't even like mentioning him. My oldest two kids have a different dad than my little three. My little three, they came with my husband, my ex-husband. And my oldest two came from a total different person. Like literally two times a dummy on my part. So he don't do nothing for him. And my kids don't care. They they said they were like, well, he ain't never here anyway. We don't care about him. We don't even call him daddy. They call him by his first name. So if they call him by anything, because he's never around. So when he is around, he'll come in and dip out. You know what I'm saying? And then 
I, I got to my dumb point and I blocked them on everything because these kids shouldn't have to chase you. They didn't chase you to get here. They shouldn't have to chase you to take care of them or at least have any type of a relationship. Now, if you're not interested in having a relationship with these kids, that's fine because I've been their mama all this time and that's fine. But what, what, where it weighs on me is I do, like I said, I will blame myself for some of the decisions I made and I kind of felt bad for actually, you know, even dealing with him that long mm-hmm. to produce two kids. And it just made me feel like I was a bad mom for doing that. But then when my kids look at me, they're like, no, you're like, you're awesome. You're mom, you know, that's great, y'all. But I could definitely give, give y'all a better biological dad. The good thing about my baby daddy, though, my ex-husband, he take care of all five. That's rare. That's not yes, something that you find much. And he takes care of all five kids. So they technically have a dad in their life. You know, blood don't necessarily mean Maybe. make you family. Right. So, but, and, and nobody knows the difference. And I heard my son making a little joke the other day. And then he told um, his brother, he was like, he said, get out of my room and disappear like my dad. And it was a joke. And I said, no, I said, don't say that. Now, of course, this is the son who, whose yeah. dad is, you know, whatever. And I'm just sitting here like, don't say that. I said, because you might say that around your dad, dad, like the one that takes care of you. And he may not know that you're joking about your biological dad. So don't say that. Mm-hmm. I said, because because that man ain't went nowhere. He get on my nerves 24-7, but he ain't went nowhere. But he yeah. <laughs> but 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 as as a as a woman, I could have made better decisions. I was young, but I don't want to blame that on youth because the second time around, I was about four years older and I should have knew better. But I had this this stigma, this this thing in my head that if I had more than one baby daddy, I was trash. Or if I had like multiple relationships, it was bad. So I just backtracked to him. I kind of stayed to myself, then backtracked to him because I didn't want to be looked down upon for having multiple kids with multiple people. I so. had to be like, I don't give a damn. Like it was, like I said, I was with my son dated for seven years and I wanted to make it work because I wanted my kids to finally have something that I didn't have growing up. Which yeah. Was family. Like a lot of black homes don't have that. Right. And I wanted my kids to have that. And no matter how I see my son daddy, he loves him to death. Can't tell him no wrong. He loved that boy to death. I'm glad you do. <laughs> but it wasn't for me anymore. Like I just couldn't do it. Like right. I, I was just like, no, this is this is it. Like the day, the day that it happened, I never forget it. It was May 2015. He said something, and all I know is I saw it packing shit up. I saw it packing shit. I packed up his shit. You ain't gotta touch my stuff. I, he was like, I'll leave when I finish washing my clothes. No hell you won't. I opened up the washer. Now. <laughs> and packed up all his stuff. And I was like, he's mom's house. He's like, I tied his ass. I dropped his ass off at his mom's house. Because you're a fucking child and you need to grow up. Right. And that's what you laid at up until probably maybe two years ago. Right. And the girl that you're with now, she stayed with you at your mom's house. That's when y'all produced this first one of the two that y'all have and they've been together now since I left so I've been gone for about five or six years so they've been together since then they had two children and if it and wasn't what? his mama putting him out they would probably still be at his mama's house you know you can all you, all you can really do is wish him the best if she gonna deal with that she'd be calling then, me and I'd be like girl <laughs> like more power to you um now outside of relationships one thing um 
that I've also found kind of hard to deal with. And I don't know if it's just because I really don't fuck with nobody. I don't give a damn if you family or not. I have found, um, and this might be something that anybody goes through, but I have found, of course, I don't know nobody else because I'm black, but in black families, you tend to, the way you deal with like relatives, both, uh, you know, immediate and distant, it's so hard to deal with them. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not saying the family is bad, but like, for example, you have like, you know, those few family members that you know going to ask for money. You have those few family members that you know are always going to have a problem. You have these few family members that you all, that you know are always going to be in like some type of a situation. And I've actually taken myself out of those situations where I just don't fuck with nobody. Like, mm-hmm. like and I hate to say it, but there are only about five, cousins maybe four or five that can actually call me and i'll come running and when i got a bunch of cousins when i say a bunch of cousins we have a big family on both sides a big ass family yeah so like I, I just don't fuck with nobody like that and, and i got two cousins in my phone that i actually talk to that's it that's it i got five of them four five of them well one of them kind of iffy he be in three because you gotta count l'oreal <laughs> so i got three, well, three yeah. cousins that i can that i communicate with and that's kind of, and that's how I am. My friend circle It's this big. My family circle, my friend circle It's this big. My friend, like literally, I have friends that are family. Like I just, that's just how the world turned. Like I just, mm-mm. I deal with who I deal with. I don't who I don't. And <laughs> it is what it is. I remember at one point in my life, I definitely tried to consider almost everybody a friend. And I had to actually start cutting people off. And I realized you can't be friendly with everybody. Mm-hmm. everybody ain't for you everybody ain't for your circle and again that goes for family too and um we were talking we i had a conversation this was just a hypothetical conversation if you and i put it in my story on um, instagram and snap i said if you hit the lottery today do you feel like you were obligated to take care of you know your family the majority of people said no and a few people said yes and one of those people that said yes was a relative of mine that I barely speak to. So he decided to come in my inbox and saying, so you tell me if you hit the jackpot now, you wouldn't break your cousin off? No. 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 I got money now, I don't give you shit. Mm-mm. I'm not giving you a dollar. I'm not giving you a no. penny. And he was like, he said, he said, that's the problem with black families. One person come up and leave everybody behind. You'll be okay. And you better be trying to figure out how to come up to You'll be okay. I said, you can say that about black families all you want to, but then if I say some shit like y'all niggas need to get off y'all asses and, and do and hustle like I do, you got it. It's a problem. He says, a lottery win ain't no hustle. And lottery win ain't guaranteed, but I guarantee you, you can't come to me for money now. So what makes you think you're going to be able to come to me for money later? Right. I'm not uh, taking care of my family. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm taking care of my kids and my, and my parents. That's it. See, I had to learn when you were talking about friends. Yeah. Even though you were friends at some point in your life, some people just grow apart. I have friends that I would still say that, yeah, we're friends. We just don't talk as much as we used to. Like, we grew apart. I might check in on you every now and then, but you just find my cup of tea. Like, you don't fit in the life that I'm trying to live or that I live or that I'm trying to grow to. And some people are still stuck back when we was 22. I'm about to be 35. I can't do the same stuff I did when I was 22 like thank you it's just not I got kids I want to make sure I come home to my kids 
if I do go somewhere, like I'm not trying to do none of the stuff that we did when we was 22. Yeah, like, I'm not even, I'm not even feel like I'm mm, not turned on to do okay, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, going to sleep because it's past my bedtime. Right. And that's just, and it's kind of like, um, like when I said earlier, also, you have to take a mental break from stuff. Even if it's not a trip somewhere, you really have to cut shit and people off. Like, no cap, like um, this last weekend, weekend before, whatever weekend it was, I kind of just disappeared to D.C. because I just wanted to go. Mm. I got in my car, I gassed up, I went, and um, I hit up a couple places, and I just stayed to myself for three days. And it mm. wasn't necessarily because anybody had pissed me off or anything had happened. I just know at some point I'm going to need a mental break and tucking your head and working out of time is not healthy. Mm-hmm. So family, it, literally the only people I really talked to on that trip um, was my mom and daddy. Mm. I put something in our little podcast. We would let them know that I was, I was disappearing. I, was <laughs> but that, I didn't. Cause we had, I think yeah, we were recording that Saturday um, 360 and I was like, let me at least let them know. But I just, I just, I'm, I'm at a point now that I'm 35 years old. Um, I just don't, I just don't care. I just want to, I just want to sometimes be to myself. And um, another conversation that I had with my friends today, speaking of, was how hard it is to date nowadays when it comes down to, uh, I, I hate to even keep saying this shit, but when it comes down to dating our black man, that shit is hard. I don't even know, I don't even care to know what it's like dating another race of men. I mean, I don't give a damn. But if I'm, I'm just, it's just hard enough dating in this generation, period. So I can only imagine what other races go through, but I'm trying to give them our black men a chance and they just <laughs> literally pushed me in a direction where I would just much rather be by myself. And I hate that feeling. I don't like the idea of feeling that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, Blue. <laughs> go ahead. What Blue got to say? Nah. You ready, bro? I just, I just want to, I want to add of how strong black women are. I mean, black women have been the strength, the backbone of almost everything from the test of time, and it's real important that they do take time off for themselves and find time to meditate because they carry, they carry so much. I mean, and technically, when you really evaluate it all, they carry everything. There's nothing within the black family that a black woman. Is not the whole crust of it. Like the majority of the weight is being held by her. Even though it's good black men is out there grinding or making them, you know, the money and the bread and stuff and making sure there's a roof over the house. She has to keep that house together. You know, and the kids, you know, they always run into mommy. There's mommy this, mommy that. You know, that's that's what everybody looks to, including the man and the husband, right. you know, whoever it is technically. So she's like she's the queen, you know, and a lot of times I don't see them taking enough time out for them. You know, it's always connected to the family. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it weighs down on them. And a lot of times they get fatigued and stuff. And, or, you know, and if they don't have it, just a time out just to meditate for five or 10 minutes, you know, that means a lot. It's, it's a lot. You know, it's a recovery time. And the only time they usually get is if they go to sleep or fall asleep. And I see a lot of brothers that don't understand the black woman a lot, or they complain. And I'm looking at them like, you now you know you ain't about nothing, but you're complaining about her yapping all the time. But right. when I, tell, I tell them all the time, listen, when a black woman yaps or yells or fuss at you, 
Think about why. There's always a reason. There's usually some dumb, something dumb you did or said. You know, it's not like she's not just yapping for no reason. Now, all right, sometimes she might be carrying some stuff that you did a while back and got that, you know, so. Trying we to will hold you. stuff in. We definitely yeah. will hold stuff in. I mean, and, and you're human. So, you know, you're going to do that. Or well, as a reminder, it's like, okay, he's slipping again. He's about to make the same stupid mistake. I got to remind you again and this and that. Like, you know, and it's a bothersome. I mean, I used to have to deal with things of that nature, but normally... I'm usually good. I'm good all the time. But it's like if I do something that's a girl I'm dating, something that a guy that was no good she was dating had did, she automatically may think, "Oh, are you like this dude?" Mm-hmm. Why? Because because right. I fold because I folded my napkin a certain way and put it in my 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 chest pocket. Oh, that's the same thing. My father used to do that. You know, he, I'm like it's like PTSD. Yeah, it's like you know, this everybody's an individual. Like we may have little habits that's the same, but that's not meaning I'm a a bad dude like i'm not gonna go cheat on you or you know knock inside your head or nothing crazy that's that's not who i am you know but it's hard to to really explain things to people you have to let them right derek right <laughs> derek. right look at him he just want to ad lib that's all <laughs> yeah and 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 i have to also understand too like as we talked before you know black men do go through a lot too but um, I feel like sometimes, depending on what they go through, rather than standing beside the black woman because we're running the same hurdles, they kind of take it out on us. That's um, with without trying to understand our you know plight in the whole situation, like we understand what you're going through. We understand because we we dealing with the same thing. We just got a vagina. It's only mm-hmm. different. So um, they take it out on us. They bash us or whatever. So it is what it is. But. Like I said, with dating, um, I have found that. Um, uh, okay, so you guys remember when they came up with this whole "black men don't cheat" crap, and it was kind of like it was like a running joke for the longest like months. Well, of course, we know men in general cheat. cheat. Not necessarily all men, but men no. will cheat, just like women will cheat. Humans mm-hmm. cheat, um, and I just can't fine in this generation i think it's a, i don't know i don't know things seem to have changed or maybe social media made it worse maybe it was a thing back when our grandparents were but i just can't seem to find a man that actually wants to be in one place with one woman i have had so many conversations over the past five years since i've been single since my divorce everybody wants a polyamorous or polygamous relationship and i'll never understand that for the life of me um, but- <laughs> You said that. I'm saying like, DJ ain't even had a threesome because I ain't sharing shit. Like, like, like all, men ain't the same. all men, we ain't all up on that. I'm not, I, I just found out about that last year. I was like, Polly, what? You know, and it's like, oh, that's when you bring somebody else in, like, you know, and they made it seem like an adoption, like you're adopting another child. But technically, you know, they're not like, you know, I'm like, you're not doing too, way too much. Like, way too much. I'm like, literally, the only benefit girlfriend. I see of that when it's a marriage is the one that my homegirl pointed out because she's she um she's gay she's a lesbian and she was like three incomes is always better than one bitch you right so somebody <laughs> better get a hot somebody better get a side hustle okay because I, I got say financial stability <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot and do economically it you telling me if you truly wholeheartedly love somebody whether it's your husband your wife or whatever you are a okay with sharing them with somebody else knowingly just don't like it i mean just logically it doesn't make sense it don't it's, 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 it's like saying like blue 
No oh, blue. No blue. Put Jackson back because you acting like Jackson right now. Put Jackson back. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't understand it. And I say that too because I have a niece. My niece, I have she's my favorite niece, but she's my only niece. But whatever. I always call her my favorite niece. And she almost damn near was putting an ad out for a girlfriend oh. on Facebook. Okay. Mind you, she has a boyfriend. They're now engaged. There, that she's this is her fiance. They just had a baby, so this was definitely before the pregnancy, before the engagement, even after the engagement. Oh, I just want a friend. Like he's okay with you having a girlfriend. He's okay with you having a girlfriend because you done caught a nigga cheating how many times? So he feel like if you get a girlfriend, it's okay if he get girlfriends. And then what the fuck is the what's the purpose of y'all being together? that's i don't know for yeah. me for me i i don't know yeah it she makes sense did. financial sense but emotionally i honestly i don't care how many polyamorous relationships you see on social media with the men to women i really don't think women can tolerate that shit the way they pretend like she for their man she said she wants someone that she can call and hang out with and go shopping with and take trips with and, and have sex with the done and blah, blah blah blah. I said, okay, so here's my question for you if you find all of that that you're looking for and just so happen the person that you find is a man, is he gonna be okay with it? No, nope, Ain't. nope. And, then even, and even if he is, it's going to come up something. Do that neck else. thing again. That's my shit. Y'all do that again. And ain't honey. Not going to be okay with it at all. That's that black woman attitude that we was talking about. Ain't. Period. <laughs> with the and earrings. Okay. You got to make sure you got the big earrings on. One thing that in those polyamorous relationships that men have to realize, and especially since black men are just so on it now, it's like a thing for them right now, is that what if what if what if I'm not gay? What if I what if I want a man? I mean, I should have every right to have a boyfriend, right? Since you want to bring a girlfriend to the situation, right? So we about to be four happy motherfuckers today. If you want to bring a female, I'm about to go find me a man that wanna do this too. Four incomes, hey, baby. Four incomes, okay. Four on. <laughs> Honey, he probably gonna try to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Imagine what it do do. Four incomes. That's like just, a thirty a thirty year mortgage turning to fifteen easy. You know what I'm saying? Just think uh, about the 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 trips to the health department. The pH balance is thrown off. Yeah. Like it's it's a no for me. It's yeah. a no from pH. Like I was saying, the 30-year mortgage turned into two, to, to 15 or less. Turned yeah. into long-term STDs. I'm good. They're amongst each other. They keep it in the circle. They're on four-person circle, right? Supposedly. Now, that should be clean. Oh, that's what they say. And that's full yeah, flow of people. Few, First of all, people need to understand, and I don't think men understand this. You don't necessarily have to cheat to throw off a woman's pH balance. You can eat some. Semen can throw off my It's not an STI. It's not an STD. It's just BV. It's just BV. But if you don't get that shit treated, it's gonna stink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it very well might turn into some other shit. Okay? No, it, it might as well be an STD. I swear to God, I hate Girl. that shit. 
Girl, fuck you up every time. Every single time. But see, like, the thing is, yes. a man can change his diet and it can change our, throw our pH mm-hmm. balance off. If he's not drinking enough water or even if he's not cleaning exactly the way he's supposed to, or like, yeah, yeah you miss a spot. It's going to throw it off. And it goes for her too. Like, she got to be been outside clean. playing ball, his, his shit all sweaty, and he come home thinking, yeah, no. What? Yeah. Shower, you got to jump in the shower. There's some resources to help women with regarding their mental health are <laughs> blackgirltherapy.com, betterhelp.com, moredentherapy.org, and you can dial 211 on your telephone, your cell, or your house phone. Don't know many people with a house phone in 2021, but those that do. You dial 211. Call me out. You'll be connected to United Way, and they can connect you with resources in your local community that can help you regarding your issues. Additionally, there's a lot of mental health clubs on Clubhouse. If you have an iPhone, you can join the app Clubhouse and get connected via that way. (laughs) Facebook has a number of groups related to Black women's mental health. Mm -hmm. Reach out to your church. As long as you pay your tithes, they'll let you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Not as long as you pay your tithes. <laughs> now, here's the first thing, though. And I don't know if you, because you guys said y'all had a podcast about this last week. Black people not believing in therapy. Ooh, Black you know people what? will not. Because my son has been in therapy almost since we've been in Charlotte. And his daddy thinks it's a waste of fucking time. Is how he said. This bull- why that that bullshit taking up my time. Nigga, he go to therapy every other week. and get him on the other weekends. But my child, my son is going to go to therapy. Yes. You know what? Me and Blue actually talked about that. That's actually one of our upcoming episodes. So we're gonna definitely have to bring you back. That's like, good. Yeah, because we're going to do two more lighthearted episodes because these can be kind of heavy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're actually like looking at that as a topic like two weeks from now. So look for that link there. Okay. We're gonna talk about it because because you're right. It's it's real. Like my son is ADHD. Oh, that shit is fake. Just whip his ass. If you think that my son goes to school when he was this is when he was younger. If you thought he go to school every day and show his ass because he know I'm gonna burn his ass when he get home. You think he want he wants to do that? No. It's see, real. Remember, black people. We can't have mental issues. We can't have anything. We just have to perfect. We just have to Perfect just little exist. black children. We have Not to coexist with everybody else. Whatever goes on in our house is supposed to stay in our house. And it perpetuates a culture of trauma, especially the things that go on in some people's houses where uncles might have touched the, the, the nieces inappropriately mm-hmm. or the granddaddy might have touched the granddaughter inappropriately. But what goes on in this house stays, stays in this house. house. Mm-hmm. Then the trauma complicates itself. The girl gets into bad relationships or bad behaviors such as drugs to numb the pain. And it's just a cycle that continues on and on, which becomes a norm in some cases. Yeah, right. Therapy is and good. Unfortunately, then we always say, go to the church. Don't go to therapy. Pray about it. But the church ain't did nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? No offense to the church, but the things that really matter, when my mom was sick and she needed a, some money for the mortgage or whatever, she done paid thirty, forty thousand dollars in, in um, ties, and you can't even give her twelve hundred dollars to pay her mortgage. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. You paid you paid the minister's mortgage or the pastor's mortgage, that's for sure. They definitely get put out. His wife's breast reduction. Yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. I would like to talk about um on another upcoming episode also religion and black people. Because mm-hmm. we all know the majority of us, at least a good 80% Christians, and mm-hmm. being an I'm gonna say atheist because I don't have another term for it, but being an atheist or a non-believer or the devil, as some Christians call me. I don't really fit in with the believers. So I think that would be a good topic to agnostic. Oh I would say agnostics, they don't believe or disbelieve. They they kind of stuck in the middle. They're like, uh, I ain't got no proof of it. I'm not gonna say it ain't real, but because I ain't seen it ain't real to me. I don't believe in I don't believe, period. So how do you get here? What made you be on earth? I don't know. All I know is I don't believe what that Bible say. Now it could be another religion. Yeah, I ain't out saying there for me. Bible. I ain't say that. I ain't say that. It could be another religion out there for me. It's just that the Bible ain't it. I'm sorry. Bible. I'm tired. I was boy, I was raised on the fairy tales. I'm good. You say I was raised on fairy. My daughter actually came to me about um studying Muslim, studying being a Muslim, and I told yes, her, "Here's my thing. You can do and choose what you want." Um, put no pressure on you to be. I want you to be who you want to be, but I will say, educate yourself. Right. Study, read up on it. Oh my God. When I said something to my mama about it, all holy hell broke loose. Right. You know, she's going to have to cover up and she's going to have to do this. And I don't know. And this, that, and the Ma, she my child. I want her to do what she feels. I don't ever want to pressure my kids to do anything they do not want to do. If she don't want to believe in what you, what we've been showing her all these years, okay, fine. Because I got questions myself, okay? Right. I got questions myself. So if that's what she wants to do, like I told her, educate yourself. So as soon as she told me that, ask, when I was when she was at work, I started sending her links. Quran. This Quran for the beginners. I, listen, you're going you gonna to get all this education. If you gotta, this is what you want to do. And then, yeah, that's yeah. what I—that's why I would tell anybody: educate yourself on something before you completely denounce it. So, or mm-hmm. before you even decide you want to get into it. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, That's a good thing. And at least be your kid's support system because there's right. some kids out here facing things other than religion, whether it be their their um, sexual orientation, they fight in mm-hmm. between. They don't know if they straight or gay or both. I mean, they don't know if they buy. They don't know. And the parent just ain't supporting them. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Support your kids. Educate them. And then let them decide who they want to be as adults because one day they got into this society without us. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in the background, but the foreground is this world, this big, vast world and this large picture in front of us. And that's a total type of mental weight within itself that you got to be there for your kids for. Right. That puts me in the mind of a, a meme I had seen, like, this has been a while back. And the meme, because we touched on it on the podcast once before. And it was like, would you rather your son come to you and tell you that he's gay or your daughter come to you and tell you that she's pregnant? I would rather it be. Girl. Either. I'm not choosing either because at the end of the day, they're my children. I'm going to love them the same. Girl, you, when I tell you, you some of the... They come to you. That's the, the right. main thing is that they come to you. That's it. Well, see, the I, thing, I, some, I some of the comments, it. some of the comments I saw when I saw that meme too, girl. Some people so ignorant that like, they just go. Y'all gonna back. put y'all kids out? Y'all gonna beat them? Like, I'm sorry. I just don't think that you can beat the gay out of somebody. I just don't think that that's possible. I've never told my kids if you feel like you're gay or anything else, just talk to me because I don't care. I'm gonna love you regardless. 
Oh my, like, I just, I don't get it. It bothers me. And I used to work at a group home that has really a behavioral health center. So um, a lot of the, the boys that I worked with on my floor definitely dealt with their sexuality. And I had one boy who had tried to kill himself multiple times because one, he was molested by someone in his family. So he was basically placed into a home. The home that he ended up being placed into was a very strict, Christian older couple and he was gay yeah that's not a home for him and he tried to motor oil like he tried to kill himself he had tried drinking motor oil like the boy had definitely tried killing himself I actually had tried to stop him from cutting himself one night like he wants to and this is like people get mad but you have to let these people embrace it this boy was taking the dry eraser markers and dry eyebrows on their face. Like, you have to just allow these kids to be who they are, find themselves. Now, what I will say is that you're not getting no sex changes in my house. I, that's the only thing that I don't agree with. That's something you have to do when you become an adult. You can be transgender, you can be whatever you want to be, but I'm not going to support that. Um, I'm not really sure just yet about how I feel about going out and buying my son dresses. I didn't even like to wear dresses when I was growing up, and I'm a whole girl. I can't get there. I will say one thing. I will support everything physically and mentally about, about my kid except a surgical procedure. That's something that I won't do because at the end of the day, well, first of all, statistically, if I'm correct, it's about 63% of people who go through a sex change too early in life regret it later. Okay. And I don't because I looked at the statistics the other day after um, what's uh, D Wade's daughter, mm-hmm. son, whatever. He was on something. She, she, whatever, was on something, and um, we were just talking about it. And I was like, I wonder how many people actually regret it. You'd be surprised how many people. How many regret people it. do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, um, it was this one thing. It was called "Addicted to Something" that I used to watch. It was like a series, and there was a guy. He lived his life as a woman and went through the entire change, surgeries and all, back in like the eighties, nineties. Got to another part of his life later on in life and decided he wanted to be a man again. Can you do that? Yeah. I, I, how would that work? Like, okay, so I I cannot recall what I was watching, but it was a show about children like literally like can you be born the wrong gender almost kind of sort of and um it was legit shows and like they had video footage of these little girls and little boys that when they were younger like two three year olds like they were the other gender like they've Mm -hmm. always had the heart that they were something else two and three Oh, I ain't trying to be funny. You know, as a kid, we played like, you know, dress up or mm-hmm. imagination and all that crap. What if at three and four years old, I just wanted to be a boy because I looked up to my big brother, for example, mm-hmm. but I might want to continue to be a girl when I'm 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? These like kids was in first grade. By the time they were like first, second, third grade, they were already allowing them to dress the opposite sex. That's why parenting is so important. It's like you're supposed to guide them. You got to have a guidance. Now, if they want to be who they choose to be later, hey, live your truth. I mean, I used to think I'm not for, for that, but to each his own. And who am I to judge? But at the same time, when you when kids are impressionable, you know, and 
just like if you had a sexual, you shouldn't be doing things too early. I mean, we sometimes we do, but you know, sometimes we don't. We try to, you, try, you should try to live the straight and narrow to a degree, but you know, you try stuff too early or things that you know you really don't know too much about. You just think it's the thing to do or you fall into temptation or whatever the case is. And then later on in life, you may or may not regret it, but you know, it, it just saves a lot of stuff, you know, and if you're really ready for it or not. And it affects you mentally as well, you know, but um, I would never tell nobody, you know, don't be gay or da da da. You know, it's like, if that's right. who you feel you are, you know, live your truth. But, you know, as far as experiencing things, I would say, wait. You know, until like you, it's just almost like do, and maybe these are just questions I have. Are you always attracted to the same sex? Because, or do we just get the opposite sex because that's what we've always seen around us, and we've been told that it's wrong to date the same sex. I just, I just like women. I can't, I can't see me being attracted to nothing else. That means that's, that's me too. I love men. I I look at a woman and I don't be like, oh my god, I want to touch y'all up. No, I don't. Mm-mm. Oh girl, you got a fat ass, but I don't want to sleep with you. Yeah, girls are different. Girls usually can do that. They'll talk about each other's breasts and things of that nature. Go to the bathroom together. You know, you don't hear guys. We don't. We don't. You know, we operate different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna say, yo, blue, come in the bathroom real quick. But, you know, like, like what? You know? see, like, I think that's big because we talked about that on the podcast one night. And I, because I had found a status and um, it's like women were able to heal because we'll do certain things like do girls trips and um, like I just legit had a girls weekend. We called it the lady lock in and we just did a lot of talking, you putting it out there. Men don't do that. They feel like it's gay. Like, do y'all do like. Me no, we have male, male bonding. We, we do male bonding. It's just a little different. You know, we may go out to the bar or something like that or go catch a game together or something like that, that nature. But uh, We did yeah, a whole we weekend. Can y'all we take definitely. a whole man trip? And I, I don't know about the whole trip thing. Golf, Vegas, <laughs> <and> trippers. <laughs> we got, I got to have some ladies somewhere. You know, uh, it's too much. I, I, I mean, it could be done as possible. I just don't. I think, blue. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Y'all got me up past my bedtime. Uh. <laughs> Y'all a trip, but I mean, I feel like it's it's healthy either way to get away with your male friends, female friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because back to the initial topic, like you, your mental state and your mental health is the most important thing in your existence. If it's not where it's supposed to be Everything physically, you're not gonna know where to be. Yeah. If, if, if emotionally you 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 are messed up so i think male trips and male bonding moments are just as important as female bonding moments because we do this shit all the time we talk to home girls come up for some wine bring the kids or if it ain't bring the kids girl let's go out and eat let's go to brunch and brunch is our thing honey so you know yeah all my friends know all you gotta do is pull up and i'm gonna cook we're gonna sit here and laugh we're gonna talk we're gonna do all of that Drop your location. Girl. <laughs> I mean, my home, but my homeboys. Like, I got a like no 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 legit, no lie. My house is like I have like an open door at my house. Homeboys, homegirls, like if you ever want to call, talk, whatever, like my door is always open. And I think I ain't gonna say I think that I know that's my biggest. That right there is my biggest issue. Like I'm always an open ear for anybody that calls me. 
and I carry that all the time because I'm always there for everybody whenever they call. And I mean, I guess it's kind of like a therapist almost. That's what they call me. I'm sure Blue can relate on a professional level. You should have just been a life coach. You know that? You should have just been a life coach. Oh. But it's just, it gets heavy. Wasn't wasn't Mr. Jackson a life coach? Is that not what he labeled himself? A a, self-proclaimed life coach? He's a liar coach. (laughs) (laughs) A lie coach. Wrong L. (laughs) Wrong L. Oh my God! Take the F out, <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But yeah, so well, so that was um, our topic for the night, and of course, it was a lot more lighthearted. Some of the things that we talked about last week with the men was a little bit more heavy. Mm. So, but women, we do go through a lot. We do carry the burden of a lot of things. Um, everything from like from the beginning of time even even through slavery and everything else we have mm-hmm. always been the feeder and for lack of a better word actually physically the we breastfed everybody literally right. and mm-hmm. figuratively speaking and we need a mental break and a rest like anybody else it's kind of sad that we now sit in this generation and we're still going through some of the or a lot of the oppression and shit that our ancestors and our grandparents went through. So it is not all necessarily about just what you're going through as an individual, but as a whole, it would be nice to just, I don't know, get past the stigma that black women don't really speak to each other when really honestly we need each other. Mm-hmm. So that's um, any final words? I, I think I, it's, it's a stigmatism like you know how they look at a black man and think oh he's scary or he a yeah. game banger they look at black women and oh she we're angry she's gonna have an attitude all that's what you see when you see a black woman and I'm sitting here like but why right like we're angry all the time so yeah um and like you said we carry every single thing like we have to not not just y'all, not y'all. I just, I just want to put this out there. Not all black men, but I feel like we were raised to take their shit, whatever it is that they you you deal with it. You right, figure right. it out. You build them up. You are everything he needs to be, and I don't think men are raised to do that for a woman. Mm-hmm. I would just say, just remind every black woman that she's strong, she's beautiful, and smile. Because you know you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> we try I smile all the time anyway. Even when I talk shit, I smile. All right, Blue. What you got? If you haven't already, please subscribe to the More Than Therapy podcast featuring hit shows such as She Said, He Said, Where the Women Come First and A Man's Perspective. <clears throat> That's More Than Therapy available on 14 streaming platforms, which is basically all of them. Be well, be great. Bye, everybody. (laughs) This show will be moving back over to the Urban Breakdown podcast. Though the show explored issues that impacted women and men, as well as explored mental health issues, the premise of this particular podcast due to some controversial topics that will be coming up on future episodes, some to spark fierce dialogue in some circles, it was determined that it will transition to their original podcast home, 
the urban breakdown. There, they can be free as they want to be regarding their discussions and perspectives and do not feel as if they need to censor themselves. Thank you Mercedes and Blue for your contributions here, and we will see you on the other side. Be well, be great. Thank you.